Welcome to One Hot Thing, the podcast featuring advanced content marketing hacks from the world's best content creators. In each podcast episode, we take a deep dive into one aspect of our guests' marketing strategy, uncovering one specific content hack they use to grow their business. And now, your host, Natalie Haley. This week, I interview Heather Osgood, founder of True Native Media, an agency that links up podcasts looking to monetize their podcast with advertisers. Before we jump in, just to remind you that I have a couple of useful resources for any of you who want to get help with all or parts of your video publishing, repurposing, and promotion process. Outsourcing can be really overwhelming and hopefully my Get Outsource Ready checklist will help you navigate the process. I'll drop a link to it in the show notes below. I also have an editable workflow template that you can use to keep on top of your entire YouTube video publishing, repurposing and promotion workflow. It maps out every step you need to take from uploading your video to YouTube at the beginning of the process, right through all the steps that you need to take to promote your videos at the end. And again, you can find the link to that in the show notes below. And now let's meet the lovely Heather. Hi Heather, welcome to the podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. I'm really excited to have you on. We just met fairly recently, didn't we, at Social Media Marketing World in San Diego. It's it's always, that's one of the best things about things about going to conferences like that is getting to meet different people and and people like you. And I thought you'd make a great guest for the podcast because I know what we're going to talk about and I think it's going to be of definitely of interest to the audience today. So do you just want to tell us what your one hot thing is going to be today? Yeah, today I'm going to talk about how you can get sponsors for your podcast. So obviously many of you have a podcast and oftentimes I'm asked, okay, I've got this podcast now, how do I monetize it? And so I'm going to share that with you. Oh, amazing. This is definitely of interest to me and I know it's going to be of interest to a lot of the listeners today. It's something that I don't really know a lot about at all so basically just introduce us and and talk us through how you advise because you have um, a business don't you which focuses on basically linking podcasters up with with advertisers so you are the girl to tell us about it. Yes, absolutely. Um, Our company connects podcasts with advertisers. I've spent really my entire um, life and career going after advertisers of one sort or another. And I found that a lot of people create podcasts because they have this passion and they're so excited about a topic. And then at the end of the day, they kind of go, wow, this is a big project. I'm creating all this content and I would love to make some money from it. Mm -hmm. And most people don't really know where to start. And of course, there are lots of different ways that you could monetize your podcast through selling courses or, you know, your own product or marketing your services. But if you are specifically interested in getting advertisers for your podcast, there's a few steps that I recommend that I would love to cover with your listeners today. Excellent. Let's dive in. So first, I I recommend that when you're creating your content, that you create your content for ad breaks. I think we've all listened to those podcasts where we're listening along and all of a sudden it feels like they're playing an ad and we're like, gosh, why are we listening to an ad right now? Um, It feels a little bit abrupt. And so as you're creating your content, I recommend that you kind of, uh, you know, set it out so that having a natural ad break feels normal in the episodes so that when your listeners are listening, they are anticipating that you're making some sort of a transition. You don't want that transition to be so abrupt that people um, say, oh, it's now time for me to hit the fast forward button, but it also needs to feel like 
it's, you know, it's something that is a transition within the content. So, so do that first. And then secondly, if you're interested in getting sponsors, I recommend that people sign up for affiliate programs. Most podcasts are going to be too small to go out and have paid sponsors. But if you can sign up for an affiliate program, it allows you to do a number of things. First, it helps you educate your podcast listeners that you're going to have sponsors in your program, which is important so that when you do get to a place where people are paying you to advertise, that your listeners and audience are accustomed to those sponsors. Um, secondly, it allows you to perfect your message. So as a podcast um, you know, advertiser, so somebody that's going to be creating ads for or, um, you know, different companies, you are, are typically going to endorse the product. So you're going to try that, that product or service out and then tell your audience about it, which means that you have to craft messages for that advertiser that is going to be a compelling message for your audience. And coming up with that content can be difficult. Writing a good ad can be difficult. So if you experiment with affiliate programs, you can find your voice as someone who creates ad content. And I think that it's really helpful to try out different products and services that you like. Um, next, it allows you to see what kind of response your audience has to different products and services. Because if you're going to be looking for paid sponsors, they're going to want to know what kind of conversion rates you have. And the beauty of affiliate programs is that you can run these ads and then you know for sure how many people are actually buying that product. Mm. So if you run these ads and no one is buying anything, then that's a really good indication that maybe you need to shift the way that you're positioning the product and your message Maybe you're not putting in a strong call to action for the advertiser. Maybe your engagement isn't really as high as you think it is, or possibly maybe you don't understand your audience as well as you think that you do. So it really, I think, uncovers a lot of important points to getting advertisers. So if you can really work through those affiliate relationships and get them to a place where they're actually making money for you and for the company um, that you're advertising, it's a very good launch point to go out and then solicit paid advertisers. So what would, if I've understood this right, so basically this is about signing up for affiliate programs, products or services that you believe in um, and getting the word out to your audience about these products and services. And then if you are getting engagement, if people are buying through your affiliate link, then it's a signal to you that there is interest amongst your audience and therefore that it might work having them as a sponsor of your show. Is that, have I got the right understanding there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And let's say um, Audible is a really easy affiliate program to sign up for. So let's say you um, signed up for Audible and you saw that you were having traction there. You wouldn't necessarily want to then go straight to Audible and say, hey, Audible, you know, why don't you pay me to advertise your services now? But it helps you create a message for other companies that could be a good fit. Uh, the people who you have affiliate programs with, I have found aren't necessarily going to be the companies who will then want to pay you for advertising because they're already getting revenue from you through the affiliate program. It really is more about you creating a case and a story for future advertisers. Interesting. And also, like you said, setting up that kind of expectation amongst your audience that you do recommend and promote. Mm -hmm. 
certain extent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so once you have that affiliate program in place and you see that it's working well, um, of course, the other really important piece is that you have to continue to grow your audience. So that is really important. And a lot of times people will come to me and say, well, how big does my audience have to be before I can get advertisers? And the question is, that really depends. If you're looking for a rep firm to represent you, you typically need to have about five five to 10,000 downloads per episode in a 30-day period. But if you're going out and selling directly, you don't have to have that large of an audience. I would recommend probably around the 1,000 to 2,000 download per episode range is a good time for you to go out and solicit advertisers. So then once you get to that place, what you want to do is create a media kit for yourself that talks about your audience and who listens to the show and um, really creates a good story about the podcast that you have. If you are someone who is a content creator, oftentimes you're not just going to have a podcast, but you're probably going to have a blog and some social um, you know, accounts that are very active and a newsletter. So I recommend that you package all of that together and then you approach sponsors and advertisers as an influencer. I think that's one of the misconceptions that happen with podcasts is that I don't think enough people think about podcasts, podcasters really as being influencers. Mm -hmm. So then you approach companies with this idea that, hey, I'm an influencer for your product. I've got this track record with all of these different companies. They don't need to know that those are affiliate programs. They just need to know that you've had this conversion rate. Um, You've got this audience and then you can package together the podcast um, advertisements and possibly a mention in your newsletter and maybe a blog write-up or a mention in your blog and, you know, additional posts on social. So when you take that and package it together, it can be a lot more powerful than just selling your podcast by itself. And that's a really good foundation for you to start getting advertisers and actually really monetizing your content. Gosh, that is really interesting. And um, you did address the one question which I was going to ask, which is that I think that's what people always wonder, isn't it, is how many listeners do I need to have before I can start thinking about this? Um, So, yeah, you answered that really, really well. (laughs) Good, good. (laughs) Yeah, so that's, that's really good to get that one cleared up. So we are kind of creating content and thinking about natural ad breaks so that we're not jolting our audience into the ads we are working through this signing up for affiliate programs and, and working through all of that and then putting together this media kit basically i guess it's pulling together all of the kind of your experience with it isn't it the evidence that that you have some you know some influence so is there anything else anything else people can think about when they want to kind of try and target sponsors so a couple of pieces that I I think are important to talk about is the media kit itself and what should be included. So in your media kit, you obviously want to have those stories of the sponsors that have been successful, but you're looking at who exactly listens to your show. So make sure you're getting clear on that. And that might include doing a listener survey. Obviously, if you've got all of the other components, you know who's subscribing to your newsletters. You can get the stats from your social media and your podcast is going to be super similar, right? So make sure you create a really good picture of exactly who's listening to your podcast. 
And then numbers are really important. I have looked at so many media kits over the years where they tell a beautiful story about the, the content creator, about the influencer, about uh, the types of things that they're doing, but they don't say how many people I'm actually going to be reaching. And as an advertiser, that piece is really important. Mm-hmm. So I need to figure out if, if I'm a marketer and advertiser, how many people am I going to reach and what is my investment to reach essentially a thousand people. Mm-hmm. So if I reach a thousand people with you, is it going to cost me $50 per thousand? And if I reach out to somebody else and advertise with them, is it going to cost me $20 per thousand? So you know, kind of approaching it from that standpoint is really helpful. And then make sure that you have clear, concise pricing in your media kit. So those are important things to include in there. And then I I think the other thing that's important to think about is who you're going to go after, right? And that's, that's, I feel like where people really go, ah, you know, how am I going to find these people? How am I going to approach these people? A lot of people are really interested to know exactly how they go about finding these these products um, or these companies, the advertisers that, that they're going to approach. And I recommend that you just look around your environment and you you think about the products that you already use. So if you have a skincare line that you really love, or there is a particular maybe online shopping, um, you know, store and clothing company that you solicit, maybe your, your children have a product that they play with all the time that you really think is terrific and educational. Just look around your surroundings and think about the products that you use already and then approach those companies first. And I recommend that because you can have a story behind your approach. You can let that company, know that you've been using their product for X number of years and you love it and that you really want to be an ambassador for their product. Uh, I do recommend that when you're approaching brands that you think about approaching kind of mid-level advertisers. I think a lot of times when I talk to people, they'll say things like, oh, well, I want Apple to sponsor me or I want Nike or, you know, which those are all great, but it's, it's really important to start at where you're at and not that, you know, Nike or Apple isn't going to want to sponsor your podcast someday, but it typically works best to approach mid-level companies where you could relatively easily go on LinkedIn and find who the marketing person is of their company, as opposed to trying to approach some huge organization. I think a lot of times people think, oh, well, that company's got so much money. They would love to sponsor my show, but their their whole process for evaluating and finding places to you know, invest their marketing dollars is going to be so much more complex than if you just yeah. approach a great mid-level online skincare company for for instance exactly and i guess there's a lot about picking a relevant sponsor as well isn't there i mean like we, we mentioned like skincare and clothing like i would love to get sponsorship from you know my favorite clothing company Bowden or whatever but it's completely irrelevant to the the content of my of my of my podcast so i guess that's quite important is it is making sure that there is some some relevance between the type of sponsor that you're going for. Absolutely. And we you know one of the best sponsors I feel like for a lot of online content creators is uh, software programs. There's so many different applications and tools and and they can really change your workflow. So yeah, so but you make a really good point. Make sure that the advertisers you're bringing to the table do have some relevance to the content you're creating. That yeah. said, you know, everybody eats. So even if you're creating a podcast about, you know, how to be a great copywriter, 
your audience all eat, right? So if you talk to them about a granola bar that you just love, I don't think that it feels too far off, but it depends on the strategy that you have behind the entire um, podcast or behind all of your content. Definitely, definitely. And finally, I just want to ask you, which you did just touch on briefly. So it's about picking the right kind of size of company when you first start out with this, I guess. But how do people go about finding the relevant person? It can be hard, can't it, to just send an email cold to a info at or hello at email address that we found on their website. Do you have any tips for getting, getting to the right people and who the right people are? Yeah, that's a really good question. And that's a a lot of the heavy lifting for sure. So I love LinkedIn. The thing that's so great about LinkedIn is most everyone has put on their LinkedIn page, you know, who they are, what they do, who they work for. So if you, let's say, um, you know, have decided that you want to go after a skincare company, if you just go to LinkedIn and you type their company name and then you type marketing, it'll bring you up a list of everyone who has, who works for that company who has marketing in their title. And then what you want to do once you find their name is find their, their email, um, you know, kind of code, right? So each company is going to have a certain setup for how their email address is, whether it's like, you know, first initial last name at, you know, their company.com or, or whatever it is. So find that, that pattern for their email address. And then once you have that pattern, then you can use their name and, and input that pattern and send them an email. And I would say a good percentage of the time that works, not always, you know, sometimes it's going to bounce, but, but experiment with that. My personal experience has been that if you try to go through the info at, it really it's not going to go anywhere. So I don't usually ever try that. Um, you can, but it's, it's typically pretty difficult. Um, one of the things I think people miss a lot is just picking up the telephone and calling the company. So if you can find a phone number for them, uh, which a lot of online companies don't have anymore, but if you can find a phone number for them, pick up the phone and call them directly um, and then ask who would be in charge of something like this. And they can often direct you to the right person. Um, And then lastly, if you, if you can't get in through any of those channels, going through their social media can be a really good way of approaching someone. So if you can find the company and then interact with them on a regular basis. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, recommend going straight to them on their Instagram page and, you know, leaving a message like, Hey, I want you to sponsor my podcast, but interact with that company because the same social media, uh, you know, coordinator is going to be doing all of these posts and they're going to see you and they're going to say, man, this Natalie, she's really interacting with all of our content. And then they're going to follow you a lot of times. So create an online relationship with them. Um, and this doesn't have to be over months or years, but you know, just over several weeks. And then once you feel like you have gotten in a pattern and kind of shown your face to them, then in, in the comments, say something like, Hey, you know, I'd love to, to work with your company. Um, I've loved the product so much. I'd like to tell more people about it. Who should I talk to? And oftentimes that's a really good way of getting hold of the right person as well. Amazing. Oh, I feel like I've learned so much. This has been really good. <laughs> it's a topic that we've never covered. And I think it's probably one of those that's a little bit, you know, there's, there's a lot that isn't known by most podcasters and it kind of feels a bit out of reach but I I feel like you've kind of 
made it feel a bit more approachable for a lot of people so that's that's amazing would you just let us know how people can find out more about this kind of stuff do you have any resources on your website or how can people connect with you online yeah, I'm really active on LinkedIn. So if you're interested in learning more about podcast advertising or growing your podcast, I do lots of you know videos and, and put lots of tips and, and tricks up there on my LinkedIn profile. So just Heather Osgood um, on LinkedIn is a great place to find me. Uh, if you're interested in learning more about our representation services, you can find us at truenativemedia.com. Amazing. And Heather, I can't let you go before asking you my surprise question, which I ask every guest at the end. And that is, what will you be having for dinner tonight? Oh, that's a great question. Well, my husband, I am so blessed because my husband does like 100% of the cooking now. So I will be having whatever he makes for dinner. (laughs) Oh, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> oh, fantastic. Well, enjoy whatever delights are put in front of you. Thank you so much again for coming on, Heather. Thank you for having me. This podcast is part of the You Are the Media Network. For more content marketing advice, head to hotcontent.co.uk. Why not join the Hot Content Marketing Group on Facebook too? Come and meet other like minded entrepreneurs and share knowledge, ask questions, and gain support in promoting your business online. See you in there.